One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sunday, March the 30th, 2003. Over 50,000 fans have packed Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington. The event, WrestleMania 19. The penultimate match of the evening is set to be a historical battle between two of the biggest rivals in WWE history, maybe even wrestling history. In one corner, multi-time WWE champion, The Rock, full of pomp and arrogance, that kind of pomp and arrogance that Tinseltown has infused within him. In the other, a multi-time WWE champion in his own right, a blue-collar brawler, who became an industry-changing icon, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The path that brings both these men together on this particular night was not an easy one. It was a journey that even hours before looked uncertain it would reach its destination at all. When the final bell sounded, it marked the changing of the wrestling landscape. And for Stone Cold Steve Austin, it marked much, much more. Cultaholic presents the incredible story of Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. Stone Cold Steve Austin was never meant to be the guy. After being unceremoniously let go from WCW whilst out with an injury, and after letting off some steam in ECW... Vince McMahon brought Stephen James Williams into the World Wrestling Federation to be a good hand in the mid-card. Vince would have been fine with Steve Austin being a steady worker that could keep shows ticking over before the real superstars took the centre stage. However, you only had to watch just a few minutes of what stunning Steve Austin had done in years prior to know there was a lot more here than just a good hand. If you're a superstitious man, Barry Windham, you better hope Lady Luck is on your side. Because next week on WCW Saturday night, you may be lucky enough to win one fall. But you'll never win two. Well, I feel like with a partner like Flying Brian, the Hollywood Blondes can go, the Hollywood Blondes can go as 
Hey, wake up! The Hollywood Blondes can go as far as they want to in tag team wrestling. I've got to say, Double A, the last time I saw a body like that, it had an apple stuffed in its mouth and it was roasting over an open flame. After being messed around by previous employers, Austin learns to never suffer fools gladly. When he was given the moniker The Ringmaster upon his WWF debut, he detested it. So he spoke up before this strange circus-inspired pseudonym could really take hold. He shaved his head and claimed back Steve Austin, adding stone colds to the beginning after his then-wife told him to drink his tea before it went, yep, you got it, stone cold. If Austin had drunk his brew quicker, think how different the wrestling world would have been. And Steve Austin, a master psychologist in the ring as well, master tactician, million-dollar man. Selecting Stone Cold Steve Austin is the man worthy of being known as the million-dollar champion. Took him years to find him. With a new name and a new look, Austin quickly grew into the wrestler that we know today. Aggressive, foul-mouthed, but undeniably captivating. Hence, he was slated to win the 1996 King of the Ring, where he gave that iconic winner's speech. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my oh, ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. He is stone cold. Come on, that's not good. Steve Austin's climb up the WWF ranks was almost abruptly halted. During a match at SummerSlam in 1997, Austin took a pile driver from Owen Hart, a tried and tested wrestling move that on this particular night went catastrophically wrong. The result, a broken neck for the company's fastest rising star. Austin was hurt and hurt badly. Austin took time away from wrestling after surgery whilst his injury healed, but he remained on TV through run-ins, interviews, and other non-wrestling, crowd-pleasing exploits. You had to forfeit the Intercontinental title, the tag team title. Of course, everybody can understand why you're upset. They can understand you being upset, not being able to compete. They can understand that, but don't break the law. I appreciate the fact that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. And I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you can kiss my ass. However, that injury and Austin's lack of time off to properly heal up would be something that would come back to haunt him in years to come. 
We won't get much further into the weeds on Austin's journey through the WWF. It's a well-spun tale, and we're here for a very specific reason. You want to hear about Austin's last match in 2003, so we, we will get to it. But let's speed it up by jump-cutting to 1998 to see Vince McMahon's good hand in the mid-card squaring up to Mike Tyson. Do I think you could beat my ass? Hell no. Do I think I could beat your ass? Why, hell yeah! I don't know how good your hearing is, but if you don't understand what I'm saying, I always got a little bit of sign language, so here's to you. In just a few short years, Steve Austin had become the center of attention. He had all the trappings of a great wrestling bad guy for all the aforementioned reasons. But the groundswell of support grew and grew until, well, until people were clamoring for him to knock Mike Tyson's teeth out. The popularity of beloved rebel Steve Austin, along with a creative gear change, you could call it an attitude adjustment, would see the World Wrestling Federation become the biggest wrestling brand on the planet. It sounds strange to put that large an onus on the one-man shoulders, but it's fair to say that none of that would have happened without Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or The Rock, I guess. If you smell! All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, his debut. Now there's going to be the man right there. That's Blue Chipper right there. You know, I have to agree with you, Jim Ross. I don't like you, but i got to agree with you. Rocky Miami is looking good. First third-generation superstar ever. His father really made a name for himself here in Madison Square Garden. So did his grandfather, Rocky Mavia. Dwayne Johnson joined the WWF at the end of 1996. As Steve Austin was entrenched in a rivalry with Bret the Hitman Hart, arguably Austin's greatest foe was making his debut as plucky third-generation athlete Rocky Mavia. What a way to make your debut with a big show in the Big Apple at the Rocky was Steve Austin's opposite in so many ways. Austin was plainly dressed. Rocky wore bright colors. Austin scratched and clawed to enter the wrestling business. Rocky, with his father and grandfather being legends of the game, practically had the red carpet rolled out for him. Austin talked in a gruff, aggressive tone, bestowing his sole value of don't trust anybody through swearing. Whilst Rocky was humble and gracious to the WWF fans, he was just happy to be there. I will make it to the top of the World Wrestling Federation on my own, or I will not make it at all. Wrestling is weird sometimes. You see, Vince McMahon positioned Austin to be a bad guy, but people loved him. Vince McMahon positioned The Rock to be a good guy, but people hated him. I became the youngest intercontinental champion in WWF history. And what did it get me? In arenas across the country, I heard chants of Rocky sucks. Well, Rocky Maivia is a lot of things, but sucks 
Eventually, Vince and the WWF creative team decided to just let nature take its course. In doing so, Steve Austin became the anti-authority babyface and The Rock became the cocksure swaggering heel. Come hell or high water, I'm going to be wearing my intercontinental title. And if you've got enough manhood to accept my challenge, then your bottom line will read has been compliments of The Rock. You're damn right you got your shot. But you don't suck because these people say you suck. You suck because Stone Cold said so. And that's about a lie. The Rock and Steve Austin made magic every time their paths crossed. First over the Intercontinental Championship and later for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. They would find themselves with the eyes of the wrestling world on both of them in the First Union Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, March the 28th, 1999, WrestleMania 15. Here they go! The Raw taking it to Austin here in the early going. The title is on the line. You can feel the intensity here. It is a masterpiece. Rock bottom. Yes. Go ahead, King. I know you like it. It is the most electrifying move in sports entertainment history. Yes! You're damn right. Did The Rock kick your ass like none other? you damn right. But when it was all said and done, all the smoke is cleared, all The Rock's sweat had fallen, the millions and millions of The Rock's fans were through chanting his name, Rocky, Rocky. As I've said previously, wrestling is weird sometimes. The Rock, as this fast-talking, condescending heel, was now striking a chord with the WWF faithful by 1999. He was becoming the babyface that Vince McMahon wanted him to be all those years ago, albeit as a fast-talking, condescending heel. Uh, I, I guess as wrestling fans, we, we just like being mistreated. Finally, The Rock has come back to As The Rock was rising as the people's champion, Steve Austin's neck problems returned in 1999. This led Austin to taking time off for further neck surgery. Once Austin stepped away in November, The Rock was finally perfectly placed to fill his big black boots as the top star in the WWF. Well, Rock, certainly I know that- uh -uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. If you shut your mouth and listen, shh, because they are chanting The Rock's name. From here, The Rock became not just a superstar, but a megastar. He did it all. Magazine covers, 
book deals, TV appearances, movie roles, and even a top 40 in the charts. I got 50 Bentleys in the West Indies. It doesn't matter. I got a pocket full of cheese and a garden full of trees. It doesn't matter. I just won the bingo, bought a crib in Rio. It doesn't matter. Because if you ain't sharing, people ain't caring. Come up in the hood and they take everything you're wearing. The Rock's superstardom and Steve Austin's impending return from injury set them both on a collision course once more, one that is forever burned into the minds of wrestling fans that lived it. Their first WrestleMania match in 1999 was well-received, but it would soon be nigh-on forgotten completely when Steve Austin challenged WWF champion The Rock in the Houston Astrodome on Sunday, April the 1st, 2001 WrestleMania 17. I will give you every drop of sweat, every drop of blood, every ounce of energy I have. Win, lose, or draw, you are going to get the absolute best of The Rock at WrestleMania. I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything that you could ever imagine. There can be only one World Wrestling Federation champion. It was the WWF's first stadium WrestleMania since 1992. They shattered the Astrodome's attendance record. Over 67,000 fans were there to watch this history-making moment. It was also the first WWF event in the history of the company to generate over 1 million pay-per-view buys. As the sun set on Texas, the spotlight was on the two pillars of sports entertainment once more. By the end of the night, there was another twist in the tale of wrestling's biggest rivalry, with Steve Austin going against the ethics that made him a beloved wrestling hero by cheating with the help of Vince McMahon to defeat The Rock and reclaim his WWF title. Now that I got what I wanted from WrestleMania, like I'm supposed to grant you every single little wish, I'm supposed to let you people feed off of me, Sponge off of me like a bunch of parasites. The decision to turn Steve Austin into the company's top bad guy was a baffling one. Fans in Texas that night, as well as fans around the world, weren't willing to boo Steve Austin. Austin would, despite this, make some subtle shifts to his persona and welcome the jeers throughout 2001. Shut up, you little bastard. I don't feel sorry for one single soul out here in this goddamn forsaken town 
or in America or anywhere in the damn world. You want to punch me, hillbilly boy? Wait a minute! Don't Paul just attack JR from behind! I'll let everybody out here know I can whip everybody in that stand's ass. So where was The Rock in all of this? Well, he'd gone. We didn't know it at the time, but The Rock was winding down as a full-time WWF star. He began spending more time in his extracurricular activities in Hollywood, such as his starring role in the Mummy prequel, The Scorpion King. Sorceress, I'm an Acadian hired to kill you. I find myself in a position where you're more used to me alive. Don't make me change my mind. This man cannot be trusted, and I'll prove it. Bring the woman to me! man to touch her will have to come through me. Now, he hadn't completely lost The Rock to the business of show. He would pop back for short bursts. He would work with signal-boost-seeking youngsters and dream-match-seeking veterans. One dream match in particular that people seem to remember. You talked about headlining, main eventing, WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Oh, my God! The Rock is Talos Hogan! He's Talos Hogan for WrestleMania! We didn't have The Rock to ourselves anymore. This unbelievably bright star was too big for mere wrestling to hold. His returns to wrestling got mixed reactions from here, many fans labelling him a sellout. But it goes without question that a burst of catchphrases and inquiries to the chef were always welcomed squared circle serotonin whenever they hit. Plus, we still had Steve Austin, right? We, we had Steve Austin, right? Last Monday... Austin was in town. He was scheduled to be on Raw, as I said. Any number of us attempted to speak to him on his cell phone. He refused to take our calls until finally, after repeated attempts, Austin took one call. That was from that man right there, Jim Ross. JR pleaded with Austin, since you're in town, don't walk, simply just come to the arena, sit down and discuss your grievances as a man. Austin didn't do that. And quite frankly, Austin's actions, both personally and professionally, are certainly uncharacteristic of the man we all know. Nonetheless, Austin, as an adult, should and will be held accountable. We have to move on as a company without Austin. Austin is gone, but clearly Stone Cold will never, ever be forgotten. Austin had become increasingly unhappy on the road in WWE. He often shouted down storyline ideas and flared up at writers when he felt like he was being misused. On June the 10th, 2002, Steve Austin decided he'd had enough. After hearing what the company had planned for him that night on Raw, an unadvertised loss to up-and-coming star Brock Lesnar, Austin simply packed his suitcase and went home. Like WWF's rebranding as WWE in 2002, Austin had decided to get the F out. Stone Cold said in many later interviews that the problem wasn't with losing to Brock Lesnar. Austin is actually a massive fan of Lesnar's work and always has been. It was the nature of it, unadvertised, uninspired, underwhelming. 
If anybody in the WWE head office had listened to their own internet show by this around the time of this particular Austin explosion going down, they may have seen it coming. Bottom line is everything sucks. I'm not happy with the direction Stone Cold Steve Austin's going. I ain't happy with the direction the whole company's going. I think the writing has been pretty uh, substandard. I'll go on better now. It's been piss poor. I guess if that pisses some people off, then that's just the way it is. Well, again, you know, we I think it could have been a hell of a lot better creative than it's been going on. It's, it's, it's pretty sh- as a matter of fact, and I ain't been happy with what I've been doing before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania as we speak presently. Now, it wasn't just the booking decisions that led Austin to, quote, take his ball and go home. Ever since the pile driver of 97, and despite surgery and rehabilitation, Steve Austin was on borrowed time. He wrestled almost constantly in pain and was feeling burned out from years on the road. He was physically, mentally, emotionally done. As the summer of 2002 ended, The Rock was back in Hollywood and Steve Austin remained on hiatus. Whilst other stars had grown and pushed to the fore since their iconic battle in the Astrodome way back in 2001, the absence of The Rock and Steve Austin was noticeable. By the end of the year, the gears had been put in motion for both men to make a dramatic, hopefully box office smashing return at Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington for WrestleMania 19. Which brings us to where we need to be. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Crap! <laughs> now the Rock couldn't help but notice, you know, the Rock, the Rock, you know, who gives a crap what the Rock is going to come out here and say? Because the Rock was going to come out here and do his old routine, but for some reason, the Rock feels that you people, you don't want to hear that crap tonight. The Rock is focused. He is committed. He's committed to the people. The Rock is committed to this company. The Rock is. 
Excuse the rock. Oh, hold on. One sec. Rock cell phone going off. Oh. Excuse the rock. He's talking to his personal assistant. Do the rock fake. Keep it down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, hell yeah. Yeah, the rock is going to fly out tonight. What do you think? The rock is going to spend one more night surrounded by all these hicks? Yeah. No, no, wait. Hold on. No, 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 no. I didn't know. Rock's not talking about you people. I'm talking about all the hickory trees that are outside. Man, this place in Indianapolis full of hickory trees. You come out, you boo the rock for 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, at the end, oh, yeah, if you smell, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. That didn't happen. No. What are you, a bunch of sheep? That's some self-respect for sex. It's Fueled with Hollywood vitriol, The Rock returned, leaning into the negative energy and owning the Tinseltown sellout stereotype. The result was The Rock coming back and planting himself firmly on the top of the WWE mountain once more. A few nights later, an old friend also walked back through the curtain, this time to a very different reaction. So Stone Cold, I know you can hear me back there. We still have time to do the right thing, and I will forfeit this match to you right now. So what led Steve Austin to come back after that dramatic exit in June of 2002? Well, it was revealed that Vince McMahon had met with Austin in late 2002 to mend the broken bridge. It came about when Austin received, of all things, a postcard from his longtime friend and lead WWE commentator Jim Ross. Not sure what was on it. I'm hoping it was a novelty one with like a cartoon of Blackpool Beach that says, weather is here, wish you were beautiful. Anyway, after several hours on the phone catching up, JR convinced Stone Cold to speak to Vince McMahon and clear the air. This led to a very welcome return of the Texas Rattlesnake to WWE television. Excuse me, but I seem a little rusty. When I first came out here, I said, well, maybe I'll come out here now flap my gums about The Rock. Maybe I'll talk about whipping Eric Bischoff's ass in No Way Out. But that's not what I want to do. The first thing I want to do, basically, is just say thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Give me this stem right here. Anybody sitting on their ass at the house, thank you very much. Seven months ago, I told my boss, Vince McMahon, to take his job and shove it. But Stone Cold Steve Austin got tired of sitting on his ass at the house. And everybody said Stone Cold Steve Austin took his ball and he went home. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin is back. And I didn't bring a ball with me. 
I brought a big fat can of whoop ass. And I'm fixing to start spreading it to every one of the WWF superstars back in that dressing room. One of Austin's biggest gripes that led to his departure in 2002 was ill-considered and uninspired wrestling writing. With WrestleMania a month away, Austin was given a bit of creative that he would find very hard to criticize. It is so good to see you, my man. It's good to see you, Steve. It is good to see you. It's good to see you. See, but the, the Rock can tell you this. The one thing that The Rock has not done, one thing is whoop that bald candy ass at WrestleMania. be a scintillating way to bring Steve Austin back into the fold proper. A third act with his greatest enemy at the biggest show of the year. However, unbeknownst to everybody but a select few, this wasn't a welcome home for Stone Cold. It was a farewell. With just a few weeks to go until WrestleMania, Austin had noticed some new pain in his legs and his arms. These new ailments prompted a doctor's visit, which led to some bad news. The neck injury from 1997 had made one more haunting appearance. Despite rehabilitation, despite surgery, despite nearly a year of respite, his problems hadn't gone away. Austin was told that more surgery lay ahead should he make even a part-time return to action. This led to a tough conversation with Austin, Vince McMahon, and Jim Ross. After WrestleMania 19, Stone Cold Steve Austin would retire. The first thing Jim Ross suggested was to have Austin go out on that week's episode of Raw and tell the world that his match with The Rock at WrestleMania would be his swan song. Whilst ticket sales were doing incredibly well, the news that Safeco Field would play host to the final in-ring competition of one of the most recognizable stars in wrestling history, that would guarantee a sellout, and it would very much guarantee a record pay-per-view buy rate. Plus, it would add a compelling extra dimension to The Rock and Austin's third time around at Mania. The Rock, wanting to break Austin's spirit with his final moments in the squared circle, spent looking at the lights, with Austin promising to leave everything out there and go out swinging. Presented with this, Austin took the opportunity to do some classic Stone Cold and kicked back against management. He flat out refused to add his impending retirement to the story of his match with The Rock. Austin insisted that his decision to retire after WrestleMania be kept a close secret. He wanted all of the eyes after the match to be on The Rock. To that end, he had another demand to make for the match. Austin wanted to lose clean in the center of the ring to The Rock. Since he was on his way out of the wrestling world, it was only right to do the honorable thing as he leaves. Whilst Austin was set on calling time after the final bell on Sunday, March the 30th, an event the night before nearly prevented that. You're scared. I see it, and I can damn sure feel it. It's like a cancer in the soul of a rock. He has never beaten Stone Cold 
As we watched Steve Austin and The Rock square off at Safeco Field that night in March, not only were we unaware that Austin was hanging up the boots, but we didn't know less than 24 hours before the match was nearly called off altogether. I'm being forced out, you know. That's just the way it is. Those are the cards I got dealt. I got a bunch of, got a bunch, bunch of problems. So my biggest deal is tomorrow. I don't want to get hurt, but <laughs> I keep rolling the dice, keep rolling the dice, keep rolling the dice. I don't want to get hurt, but I don't want to stink the joint out. That's my biggest concern about tomorrow. That was an interview that Steve Austin recorded at Safeco Field the day before WrestleMania 19. It was used for the WWE documentary, The Mania of WrestleMania, which explains why Austin is quite happy to say, this is going to be my last match. This will be a documentary that wouldn't go out until sometime after WrestleMania. Once he finished recording the interview, Austin headed back to his hotel room at the Grand Hyatt in Seattle. Now, at this point in his life, Austin was pretty much living on caffeine and alcohol. He would have several pots of coffee to start the day. He would drink energy drinks throughout the afternoon and end the evening with multiple bottles of red wine. This lifestyle choice hit him in a terrifying way as he stepped out of the hotel lift the night before WrestleMania. His feet started twitching involuntarily. He felt short of breath and his heart started palpitating. Austin flagged down a WWE employee that happened to be walking by at the time. Steve Austin worked through so many health problems silently throughout his wrestling career, and he kept so many cards close to his chest. On this particular night, this card he had to reveal. Steve Austin told a WWE employee he was convinced he was about to die. Soon after, Austin was in the back of an ambulance, his best friend Jim Ross by his side, en route to the nearest emergency room. Early diagnosis was a pulmonary embolism, but as further tests were carried out, the results were thankfully far less serious. Steve Austin stressed out to the wit's end and wired on a cocktail of energy drinks, coffee and wine was kept overnight for observation. Sunday morning broke. Fans from around the world were getting ready to visit Safeco Field for WrestleMania 19. As the excitement rises for the biggest show of the year, Stone Cold Steve Austin one half of arguably the biggest match on the card was still in hospital. Doctors were convinced once the caffeine and alcohol had left his system, he'd be back to normal. But they did not want to discharge him until his heart rate had stabilized and his symptoms had alleviated. They also advised that Austin avoid any strenuous physical activity for the next few days, at least. However, Steve Austin had no intentions on spending WrestleMania anywhere near a hospital bed. Against the best wishes of the medical team, Austin discharged himself that morning and, along with JR, who had been with Austin in his darkest hour, arrived at Safeco Field. Only a select few people knew what had happened the night before, and Austin kept it that way. He greeted everybody he saw the same way as always, but there was a real sadness hanging over him. Austin revealed that he spent most of that day fighting back tears. 
Last night, he thought he was dying. Now, after a night in the emergency ward and a secret retirement mere hours away, Steve Austin is getting his black vest out of his hold hall. The black vest with the words bulletproof emblazoned on the back. Remember the 91 National Championship football game. Steve Austin's now iconic final walk down the ramp at WrestleMania 19. WWE has a tendency to use a lot of quick camera cuts these days, sometimes 50 or 60 a minute. This wasn't the case. One long camera shot that allowed us to walk with Steve Austin for this incredible night in his career. One thing that wasn't picked up by many was something that jumps out in hindsight. Jim Ross slipping into the past tense when talking about Steve Austin's wrestling career. He quickly reaffirmed that Austin was very much in the present, but listening to that now, well, it hits different. Here we go! And, and Austin blocks the right hand. The Texas Rattlesnake struck him with fury from the early going here. Hard right hands on the great one. Straight right hands. And Austin tells Rippy Earl Hipper what he thinks about him as well. Oh, 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 now here's Austin. Oh, looking for the stunner and the rock dodge. A big rattlesnake loaded bullet. The match is, as expected, incredible. It has homages to wars past, and even though to many it is not known this is the final match, but it is, they managed to add new brush strokes to the canvas they are painting on. It's been all Austin and Sending the rock for the ride right through hell, ending in a steel step. Rattlesnake is showing no respect whatsoever for the Scorpion King. Right after that knee, and you can see Austin wearing two knee braces. He's had a history in his career of knee problems. Everything looks good on the rock. Totally disrespectful. That's all this is is a total lack of respect. Get 
the short list, folks. Let me tell you. And look at the intensity of the great one. That's a look of determination. The Rock is determined to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin here at WrestleMania. You got to do it, Rock. Austin's knee has been has been ripped. He just suffered from a rock bottom. Another one. He's trying to another rock bottom. Austin fighting desperately out of it. And look, pull right back in. And rock bottom. Rock bottom two. That's got to be it. The second rock bottom. That's got to be it. Oh, stop. My God, I don't believe it. I don't either. My God, I don't believe it. This referee can't count to three. Not the third time. The third time's the charm. Big one. Steve Austin describes the moment the final bell sounded as one of the greatest reliefs of his life. Like a thousand pounds of bricks had been lifted from him. As he's breathing the new air, the shadow of the rock appears over him. Rock sits down and starts talking to Austin. Referee Earl Hebner comes close and Rock immediately pushes him across the ring and then continues to seemingly trash-talk his fallen foe before getting up, posing to the booing crowd, and then leaving. What The Rock said to Steve Austin in that very moment, as Austin lay on his back in his first few seconds of retirement, was a mystery for a time. The Rock has since revealed what he uttered to his greatest rival with the center of the wrestling universe bearing down upon them, there wasn't smack talk, there wasn't storyline-fueled bluster, there was something very, very real. I lowered my head down to Steve's uh, ear and I said, I can't thank you enough for everything that you have done. And then I said, I love you. I remember just laying there in front of 70,000, man. Say, man, I love you too. <laughs> I told him I loved him. Verbatim, I said, I love you too. Two big ass, tough ass guys telling each other that they loved the other one in front of millions of people. When I left the ring, you know, if it wasn't a neck surgery or a divorce or knees or whatever, uh, or when I took my ball and went home, I never really got a chance to say goodbye to everybody. You know, it was after WrestleMania 19 and I just kind of rode off into the sunset. And uh, I never got a chance to bring closure to anything. Steve Austin's first televised match for WWE was January the 6th, 1996. His last televised WWE match was on March the 30th, 2003. It was a career that burned hot and bright for just seven years. But there is something about this final match for Steve Austin that completely encapsulates what Steve Austin's under a decade in the wrestling world was all about. It was somebody that was tougher than most, somebody that pushed through injury, somebody that scratched and clawed to get to where they needed to be, somebody who defied authority. That very morning, 
he had defied the biggest of authorities by telling the medical team that he wasn't going to spend the day in the hospital bed because he had a match to compete in. Somebody that wanted to right wrongs from years gone by. Many had seen him as somebody that was difficult to work with. In his final match, he made sure that the right eyes were on the right person. As the sun set on Safeco Field that day, so did one of the greatest careers in the history of professional wrestling. One that we may never see the likes of ever again. I thank you again. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 